Schools, restaurants, and all non-essential services and goods suppliers have shut down. The government is taking huge and risky steps to make sure our countries and cities don't go into chaos. Many of us are confused and scared, but that's okay. This mini-podcast will help explain the infamous COVID-19, how it affects us, and why we are taking such serious precautions. But first, let's rewind and start at the beginning of this virus. 2019 to 2020, the highly contagious virus started spreading around China, and on January 13, 2020, the first case of COVID-19 outside of China was confirmed in Thailand. At the end of January, the World Health Organization, also called WHO, recognized the threat of the virus and declared a public health emergency. The virus was spreading around the world and people were developing pneumonia as a symptom. By this time, Wuhan was already on lockdown for weeks. On March 11, 2020, the World Health Organization declared COVID-19 as a global pandemic. Canada has been taking this very seriously. Ten days later, the Canadian government decided to close its borders to all non-essential travel. Every province is making rules and regulations in order to prevent any further spread of the virus. Countries are trying to find treatments and testing vaccines as soon as possible and taking serious and extensive measures to ensure safety for their citizens. While on the other hand, some countries are taking a different route. An example is the United States. They are trying to prevent any losses from their economy so they don't fall into a recession after the pandemic. Some of the rules in almost every city, state, and country are social distancing, frequently washing our hands, not touching our face, wearing cloth face coverings in public, and most importantly, self-quarantining ourselves. We should also get a test kit to see if we have COVID-19. If we test positive, quarantine yourself for 15 to 20 days. The virus may only last 14 days, but you can never tell whether or not to still have the virus. These are sacrifices we must be willing to take for school to open and for us to see our friends and family. You might be questioning these rules and why we are taking such serious precautions, but there is scientific evidence to back up these regulations. It is a disease that originated in Wuhan, China. It was a type of virus that was discovered in 1963 by June Almeida. The original virus is called the coronavirus. The first recorded case was a 55-year-old individual in Hubei, China. The virus was recorded in November 2019. COVID-19 was noticed by the Chinese government when hospitals started seeing a pattern of symptoms and side effects. The Chinese government traced the virus back to the 540,000 square foot large market in central China in the city of Wuhan. The market is labeled as a seafood market, but it sells wild and exotic animals as well. The vendors can sell chicken and fish, but as well as tigers, bears, bats, and even pangolins. Like many other viruses, COVID-19 originated from bats. You see, when direct contact comes between a human and a severed wild animal with human pathogens in their bodies, the virus can be transmitted through touch. This happens when the bat is captured, then the vendor slaughters the animal up front at the vendor stand. 
Bats are more likely to create and spread new diseases because they carry more pathogens. A pathogen is a microorganism that makes viruses and diseases. Bats are more prone to carrying pathogens because they travel and sleep close to each other. This makes the disease very easy to spread. Now you may be wondering, who would eat bats? But it's much more common than you think. Most Westerners see bats as disgusting, scary, and disease-filled monsters. We even think of it as Dracula. But in many parts of the world, especially suburban villages and low-income households, eating bats is just like eating chicken. Some places think, even think of it as a Nineteen is very new to our human bodies, which is why our bodies don't know how to fight the virus. You see, a virus needs a host to survive, which is why the virus wants to enter our body. When the virus attaches to our cell, it attacks the nucleus. When reaching the genetic information, it reconstructs it, therefore making it reproduce the virus cells. The virus and our immune system are fighting each other, which is what causes the symptoms and side effects, such as fever, cough, runny nose, loss of taste, and sense of smell. After our white blood cells recognize the virus, it creates antibodies defeating the virus. The rules and regulations are so strict. If there were no rules and the virus was completely ignored, there could be another mass extinction, like the Spanish flu and even the Black Plague. This is why it's better to be proactive rather than waiting for things to get worse and soon uncontrollable. Because of situations like this, we have organizations like the WHO that plays major roles in helping fight COVID-19. The World Health Organization has 150 offices around the world. They frequently contact each other and send essential items such as food, masks, sanitizing materials, gloves, and etc. to the government to give to the vulnerable and our frontline workers. The WHO helps countries prepare for a lockdown and has plans to prevent the spread of COVID-19. They, they are currently training millions of people to become healthcare workers in 43 different languages around the whole world. So far, they have trained 1.2 million people. The World Health Organization is also working with many pristine researchers and doctors to find a vaccine. The WHO provides accurate and reliable information about COVID-19. The World Health Organization is proof that we can unite and help each other fight this terrible virus. The COVID-19 virus is soon to be one of the many things we will together overcome as a class, a community. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast. Stay safe and stay home.